Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the MG Fitness Podcast. My name is Melissa, I'm a fat loss coach and I am very happy to have you here today. I hope you're well, I hope you're enjoying your week and importantly, I hope you are enjoying the sunshine because I am. Are we not just complicated house plants at the end of the day? Hydrate me, stick me in the sun for a little bit but not too long because sunburn. Not that I ever would because I take my SPF duties very seriously. But do that and I'm happy, you know? What more could you want? Anyway, on with today's episode. So, this is episode 16 by the way. That's mental. Only seems like five minutes ago that I decided to start doing this. Absolutely bonkers. Today's episode is based on an idea that I had for an Instagram post that I posted last week and it was, I've been training for 12 years and these are 12 things I've learned. Now, I have been training for a long time and not to brag, I know a thing or two. Six of those I've spent as a PT slash coach. So I have a wealth of things to share with you. And I will preface this by saying that on the whole, I have had a very positive experience with fitness, with the gym and with my journey. And I realise that doesn't happen for everybody. But part of the reason I coach is to help people with that. I am going to go through all 12 points. Some of them I will just make the point and move on and then there are two or three of them that I do want to expand on because I feel like they're really important. So without further ado, I'm going to put my cup of tea down and we're going to get stuck in. 12 things I have learnt in 12 years of training. So, number one, my body is far more capable than I ever thought possible. And that comes from consistency, pushing myself, trying things I never thought I'd do in a million years, especially poor 12 year old Melissa doing PE and hating every second of it. Now, can't get enough of the gym and it has been that way for 12 years. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing to realise that you can do more than you thought you could. It's also very motivating. Number two, and this is important, at the gym, wear what you feel comfortable in. I cannot stress this enough. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Unless, of course, you intend on wearing double denim, in which case, don't. That needs to be left in the 90s where it belongs. Okay? Don't do it. What I mean by this is... You are moving your body, you're perhaps getting out of your comfort zone, especially when you first start. The last thing you need to be is uncomfortable in your clothes. If you wear leggings and a baggy t-shirt, that's absolutely fine. If you want to wear shorts and a t-shirt or a long sleeve, anything you want and you feel comfortable in, wear that. You don't have to keep up with any latest trends, there's no right or wrong really, but don't force yourself to be wearing something that you're not comfortable in because it will affect your workout okay and i promise you no one's looking at you nobody cares not one person number three motivation comes and goes all the time and that is completely
completely normal. I did do a podcast episode about this and how motivation is a flaky bish and she's just going to appear when she wants to so the best thing that you can do is just crack on without her. Embracing fluctuations in motivation will get you far further than waiting for it. I promise. Number four, gyms can be very inclusive. You will find all sorts of people, ages, abilities, and they are all welcome. Now, like I said at the beginning, this is reflective of my experience and I will say I have had a very positive experience. I know that is not the case for some people and I am sorry from the bottom of my heart that you have had bad experiences in gyms because they should be somewhere where you feel safe, where you feel included. It's not just for super fit people, it's not just for men, it's not just for people that religiously go to the gym, it is for everybody and anybody and gyms can be really personal places. If you're thinking of joining one, shop around a bit, find one where you feel comfortable in because again that is going to impact your progress if you don't feel comfortable somewhere. But they can be incredibly supportive, inclusive places. Number five, so this is one I'm going to expand on ever so slightly. Focusing on your own progress and not comparing yourself to others is so important and I wish, I wish, I wish I had embraced this a lot sooner. So going back a little bit to when I first joined a gym, after a few months and I started weight training etc, for the most part before I did that I just kept my head down, got on with some bits of cardio that I knew how to do and I was comfortable with which is fine. And then when I started weight training something very strange happened. I started to take much, much more notice of what other people were doing and the progress they were making. And I mean, I would, for example, see someone doing something really impressive, whether it was strength-based, whether it was physique, and I'd think, oh, well, maybe I can do that, which is great. But the flip side of that, and what I then found myself doing was comparing myself and thinking, well, actually, well, I can't do that. Will I ever be able to do that? Maybe that's just not for me, or maybe I'm not good enough to do that. Or I really want to look like that person. They've got a great back or they've got great shoulders, etc. And that is a slippery slope, believe you me, because it starts off as the odd thought and then suddenly going to the gym becomes much more about that than it does anything else. And it can put a real dampener on your progress. If you're constantly comparing yourself, getting yourself into a negative headspace by comparing, then you're going to not be in the right headspace to be continually making progress and appreciating what you're doing in the gym. So focus on yourself and your own progress. It's real cheesy, but it's you versus you, and it will never be any different. Point number six, our halfway point, and it kind of relates to point number four a little bit, but some of the best communities can be built in a gym or a fitness space or an exercise space. I met the love of my life there, and
and for that I will be incredibly grateful. And I've met some of my absolute best friends, all of the wonderful clients I work with. That would not have happened had I have not been at that gym and obviously made this career choice. But being in the gym and being in that environment, especially for as many hours as I'm there generally and have been over the years, you see really strong friendships form and you see little communities form and you see people supporting each other and it starts with a, a nod and a hi or you'll work in on a machine or you will spot somebody or it'll be a simple well done that lift was really great and that can quickly become friendships and connections and it's just really really lovely one place where this is particularly relevant as well is fitness classes or small group classes or venues so a lot of people, women in particular, from my experience, start off by going to some fitness classes or things like that, especially if they are in a gym, as a means of getting in there and doing something and not having to think about what they're doing. They're just there to be told and enjoy it and have a good time. And I think it's a wonderful way to get you moving and also push you, get you exercising, get you fitter, stronger, etc. But building some friendships and some connections. Because if you're there for that 20 minute Zumba class, for example, twice a week, and you start to see the same people going there, again, it's that little, hi, it's that, how are you feeling this week? Simple things like that, that can build a wonderful community. And that helps you keep yourself accountable and helps keep you motivated and sometimes it's as simple as right I really don't want to go and do this gym session but I know so and so is going to be there and they were going to train some legs with me or something like that and it can just give you that extra nudge to go so don't be afraid of going there and not fitting in or being in a fitness space and feeling like you're the only person feeling what you're feeling, especially if you're a beginner, because I guarantee if you're in a room with other beginners, you're all feeling the same. And you can build connections and make some lifelong friends. Number seven, seeing other people make progress is so motivating. So this goes back to point five and not necessarily comparing yourself to others. And it also relates to what I was just saying. So sometimes just being in an environment where people are pushing themselves and you can tell that someone's just done a really impressive lift, etc., anything like that. Seeing people make progress can be so motivating. Seeing someone hit a squat PB or seeing you know someone that you go to a class with getting all the steps right, I don't know, anything. Just being around other people working on themselves and seeing the progress that they're making or you know, following each other on social media and seeing their progress pictures or seeing what they can do can be hugely, hugely motivating, so embrace it. Point number eight. This is a personal one. I'll not go into it in too much detail because that's not what this is about, but training, exercising, going to the gym, however you want to say it, 
it has helped me through some of my lowest, lowest points. Right from one end of the scale where I'm having a bit of a bad day, I'm tired, etc. But I can guarantee that once I've done my workout, I'm going to feel a million times better. Because of those endorphins, because of those happy chemicals flying around my body, because maybe during that session, I might get a bit of an unexpected PB and I'm going to feel like an absolute queen. And maybe it's just getting my body moving helps me feel better. And then right at the other end of the spectrum where I'm going through a really tough time or I'm particularly stressed or agitated and my mental health isn't in the best place, I've not been looking after myself. The one consistent thing that has helped me manage that is exercise and moving. And I don't mean necessarily getting to the gym, I mean going for a nice walk, bashing out a quick home workout, or getting involved in one of the challenges that I set my do it for you ladies in the Facebook group. You know, movement for me really, really helps. And over the last 12 years, I know for a fact that if I didn't have that, I would have struggled a lot more than I have. On to number nine. You can't beat consistent action. Showing up is key. It is absolutely fundamental. And this actually would closely relate to another podcast episode that I've done about embracing imperfection and showing up and knowing that that is much more likely to help you achieve and make progress. So consistent action doesn't necessarily mean perfect consistent action. It doesn't mean that your actions have to be absolutely perfect every single time. It just means they have to happen and you have to show up. And I don't just mean physically, I mean showing up for yourself in a sense of, yes, getting your workouts done, pushing yourself, and maybe it also relates to your nutrition as well. So you're getting the right meals in, you're showing up for yourself food choices wise, daily activity, looking after your other wellness like sleep, mental wellness, etc. But showing up in whatever state that is, is absolutely key. It, I cannot stress this enough. So you don't have to show up perfectly, you just have to show up. Because if you stop showing up, and you stop taking action, then your progress stops or you start then going backwards. You cannot beat consistent action. Better yet, consistent, imperfect action. Number 10. This is, again, it's kind of got two sides to this, but taking a bit of time off won't ruin all your progress. Now, Obviously, this is a bit of a sliding scale. So, for example, if you are, particularly if you're weight training or strength training or you're trying to build some muscle, etc., then the amount of time you take off will matter, obviously. But I'm talking about, say for instance, you're in a really, really good routine and now, in fact, is a perfect example. So, some of you out there that are maybe struggling to get all of your workouts in because of these six weeks summer holidays, having a bit of time off or having to reduce your workouts slightly will not ruin all of your progress. 
say if you've been working consistently for months and then suddenly you have to take a week or two, even up to a month to be fair, if you had to take that time off, it doesn't mean that all of your progress is going to be ruined and it's not going to account for anything. So chill out. <laughs> Note to self, chill out. If you think about it, if you are here, like my clients are, to make lasting lifestyle changes, you can get back to those workouts, you can get back to the gym, you can carry on doing that. It's not the end of the world if you have to take a bit of time off or if you go on holiday for two weeks or if you just physically can't make it happen because you're so busy. It will not ruin all of your progress, I promise. I know it's scary, especially if you're in that kind of space where you've been super, super consistent, you've made amazing progress and then you've got a holiday coming up or something where you think, oh God, this is just going to undo all of my hard work and progress. I promise you it's not. I promise you. Okay, chill out. Number 11, and I promise I will not go off on a massive tangent about this, but I am a huge advocate for it. And that is, weight training can be life changing. And I do not say this lightly. It changed my life in so many ways. It helped me on the career that I am on now. So big life changes. Also, from a personal point of view, and a lot of my clients will agree with this, when I first started going to the gym, it was very much about fat loss. I was doing very cardio heavy workouts and it wasn't until I actually started resistance training and weight training that I started seeing the results that I actually wanted. So yes, it's a tool for losing body fat because it burns through a load of calories, but that is the least interesting thing about weightlifting and weight training because not only does it do that, but it enabled me to see that my body was capable of incredible things and I loved being strong and I have never not been motivated by my want to get stronger and do things better and be able to push myself and that is something that weight training uniquely gave me and it was is something I will do until I am grey and old. I'm going to be one of those grandmas on Instagram who does all the weightlifting. It's, I'll never stop. <laughs> and importantly, the numerous other health benefits. And I mean numerous. So weight training is going to help you look after your future self in ways that you cannot imagine. I am not going to be an elderly person who struggles to move. I'm going to help improve my bone density by doing this. I'm strengthening my muscles. I am giving myself and my future self the best chance of free, comfortable, mobile movement. And I'm going to set an, a really good example for my loved ones around me to look after their bodies. There are so, I, I just cannot recommend it enough. <laughs> okay, I said I wasn't going to go off on a tangent, but it happened. So when I say weight training can be life changing, I absolutely mean it. So here we go, number 12. And again, I'm gonna preface this by saying it's not a sales pitch. However, having a coach makes a huge difference. Now, I have had a face-to-face -face PT before, back when I first started at the gym, and that made the entire difference for me. Like, that was when I started the weight training and everything just fell into place. But 
having someone to be accountable to and someone to reassure you and not only do the programming for you and give you the support which is fantastic but just someone whose sole job it is is to help you navigate exercise and nutrition and your general health and well-being is one of the best investments that anyone can make. I currently have an online coach and that's going to sound really backwards because it's not like I don't know what I'm doing but I just want somebody else to be responsible for that you know I want somebody else to go here's your program follow it I'm going to check in with you I want to make sure you're doing this I want to make sure you feel happy with everything confident with everything I'm going to help you keep track of your progress yes it helps that he is my partner <laughs> I have a living coach <laughs> but I take it seriously I check in with him every single week and it has helped me make significant progress. It's investing in your health, it's investing in your progress, it's an investment, one that can be life-changing again, and you can't really put a price on that. Having a coach can make a huge, huge difference. That's number 12. Now, I would be a bad business person if I didn't do a quick plug here. <laughs> But those differences and those positives that I have mentioned just there is part of the service that I offer. And it's one of the reasons that I love my job because not for one minute do I take for granted the fact that I help people change their lives and I help them realize their goals and I help them ditch years of yo-yo dieting on and off to finally lose the body fat they want to and keep it off and I am forever grateful that I get to help people to do that and I realise I'm very lucky when I say I absolutely love my job from top to bottom. So if you are someone who is sick and tired of yo-yo dieting and you are ready to make lasting changes then I would love to help you, particularly if you are a woman in your late 20s or your 30s and you've been through that awful era of looking on the front of magazines, we did it when we were teenagers growing up, and seeing that having a flat stomach was the be all and end all, <laughs> and then suddenly dieting just becomes your life. If that's you, and you're ready to put that behind you, and do this for you and for your future self, then you are exactly who I want to coach. If you would like some more information, then head over to melissagracept.com and on the online coaching page, there is all the information that you need to know, plus a little form to fill out if you do want to apply or even just have a chat with me. If you want to drop me a message on Instagram, that is also okay, at melissagracept. I do only take in a certain number of people at a time. I have one space left if you want to start in August and then I won't be taking on anyone else until towards the end of September because that enables me to deliver a good service. Anyway, that's my little sales pitch out of the way. Those were the 12 things, 12 of many things that I have learned in my 12 years of training. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, or if you are enjoying the podcast generally, then I'm going to ask if you could leave some feedback or a review, anything like that. It really does mean a lot to me, as does sharing on your social media as well. Or of course, you can just drop me a message and let me know what you thought. Thank you for joining me today. I have got an amazing list of episodes coming up. I honestly, I'm on a roll at the minute and I'm grateful to everybody that tunes in and listens to these. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day.